Ich heiße Jonathan. Und ich bin Rob. Und zusammen sind, sind wir Antikdots. Oh, sehr gut. And we are reviewing the delicious and gorgeous TV series that is Deutschland 83. This is episode four, titled Northern Wedding. Now, in the last podcast, we did have a question about why was the episode called what it was and I've now subsequently discovered that all of the episodes certainly in this series are all named after NATO uh, exercises that were carried out in 1983 gosh yeah <laughs> so this episode um, was really quite thrilling it was a roller coaster it was I mean last week's episode was it, so from going from like sort of quite action intriguey twisty turny um, was sort of like plot-driven-y type of one. But this one was very sort of... It wasn't necessarily action-packed, but it was quite tense. It was very tense, and there was a fair amount of action, I would say. There was a lot of running around. There was lots of running around. Lots of running. So Martin and Linda, the NATO secretary, um, have upped the stakes on the relationship front. She is totally and utterly besotted with him and turns up at his base... Uh, for a naughty weekend of picnic and rampant sex sort of in in the forest which is all quite delicious and lovely Um, and uh, it's become apparent when she arrives at said destination word gets to Martin um, basically stating she needs to either sort of be sort of got rid of yeah but you've you've not told the dear listener really very much about this episode. I know, but it's just so exciting. Do you want to start with our dear listener with what's happened so far? All right, then. Okay, dear listener. The story <laughs> so far, um, as, as we know, Martin Rauch has been recruited to spy for East Germany undercover in the West German army as Moritz Stamm. So, as in the previous episode, he planted a listening device under Linda's desk. In this episode... A cleaner has discovered said listening device and thrown NATO into high alert. And therefore, uh, Martin has to start covering his tracks by any means possible. And uh, the bug was discovered in Brussels just as Linda arrives in West Germany to visit uh, Moritz. At his base. At what? At his army base. At his army base, yes. Um, and so Martin's busy scurrying to, to try and uh, either turn Linda or eliminate her under yeah. under some way. Um, he's been, he is being uh, interrogated by NATO top brass about the nature of their relationship. Linda eventually figures out um, that Martin is actually, or rather Moritz, isn't who he says he is and she runs away Moritz follows but the Stasi is um, lying in wait shall we say this is quite a dramatic moment and (laughs) and eventually Martin is forced to recognise the reality of the organisation that he works for and after a brief honeymoon with um, the excitement of being a spy his job has suddenly become a terrifying trap 
very intriguing and there were some fabulous moments. There really was. Some wonderful moments. <laughs> wonderful. Quite, quite, quite. It was it was very family orientated this one as well. So as in not family not, not, fri- not, not family friendly. Yeah, not suitable for all the family. <laughs> but it was it was very family friendly, which we, we, we will get onto in a brief moment. So so as Martin has planted the bug, the bug which is an elderly bug from the Soviet era yeah. who's got on the black market. And we were Why could the Stasi sin- not have supplied him? high-end technology well, rather. I, I think we've established that that the stasi don't actually have high-end technology um <laughs> yeah, but we never quite worked out how how the heck that that bug actually managed to connect all the way to yeah stasi well he did something on the phone line or something uh, there's probably smoke signals coming from the roof probably. of the nato office but it seemed brussels. to have a very clear connection all the way to brussels from well from berlin presumably yes it's from East Berlin. So um, the, the the bug was planted in the desk. The desk turns into is is gifted to Linda from her boss, and so it's basically they're still getting sort of sort well, of information. Well, yeah, I mean she's an audio typist, and as apparently she's listening to audio actually out loud rather than through headphones. But she was wearing headphones though. Well, see, it's such a magical magical <laughs> bug that it can actually. <laughs> detect the sounds that are coming out of <laughs> stenography headphones or whatever they yeah are. well we, we, we will ignore it's that amazing technology <laughs> we, we, we don't will. diss the technology it's amazing <laughs> but anyway as I, linda i like linda linda's really nice she's very persistent with martin well who wouldn't be because he's like boy next door he's very caring and basically he's basically delivered exactly what she wanted someone's into art deco and is, is saying all the right things at the right moment. So it was yes. just very, very good. Um, so so on to this episode. So on to this episode. So as I alluded to, um, Linda has arrived at Martin's army base. She doesn't know that the the bug has been discovered at this point. No. And so she's decided to come down for the weekend and have a picnic. And she, uh, for a surprise. Forest, for a surprise. Surprise. So Martin naturally goes to the picnic. Um, and now, and then, after coming back from said picnic, is then told that the bug has been found, and they're having to interview Linda because they've done background checks on cleaners, and they found a couple of illegals. Yeah, uh, illegal but they've also done cleaners. background checks on Linda as well. And that's sort of there's and no everything problem seems there. fine. So, and Martin needs to be interviewed because obviously his boss, the Colonel General General sorry, General Adel, yeah, uh, General, um, he. Um, he says, well, you're going to have to be interviewed. So he has no suspicions, but he said, look, you're just going to have to be interviewed. And so Martin is interviewed. And Adel has done some background checks on Martin and re- redoes background checks on Martin. Unfortunately, the person he asked to do the background checks, we already know, is uh, is, is an East German plant in the in the military anyway. So so we, we know we're OK there. Martin's not going to be... He's West German, not East. Sorry? That Martin's car- Martin's taken over a West German who's got a bulletproof alibi. Yes, he said East. Yes, I know I did. I did so very deliberately. Look, am I be- getting twisty turning? Because yes, West- yes, you the- are. Be- because, 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 because. By the way, listener, we've had a few glasses of wine, so <laughs> this, will, this will probably have an have an impact on the on the quality of this particular <laughs> podcast. But Carl Kramer. Uh-huh. Uh, who um, is is a I don't know what he is a colonel in the West German Army uh-huh. um, is a 
East German operative. Oh, right. And that's who... Oh, right, we're talking about him. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yes. Oh, right, so, so I was thought, talking about actually sort of Martin's sort of person he's taken, Moritz, who he's taken over, because he's pure... Yeah. What, I actually, what I said was that General Edel has asked Karl Kramer to do further ah. background checks into Martin. And obviously he's whiter than white. Obviously. Because he's, he's, he's another one of his handlers. So I, I apologise, dear listeners. We have had a, a couple of glasses of Riesling. 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 Very nice dry German wine. We're getting into the whole German feel here. Yes. We'll be having <laughs> a Wurst in, in schnitzel. <laughs> so it's mustard and everything later. So, um, he, so Martin is not under suspicion, but he has, still has to be interviewed. Martin obviously wings it on the interview again and doesn't actually mention that Linda's down here for the weekend to have some rumpy pumpy sexy sexy time with martin and said i've only had sex with her once and we spoke on the phone but all she talked about was her ex and and then so when i last spoke to her she had decided to get back with her ex so he's made up a little bit of a story there so which so fair enough he was thinking on his feet which you can totally appreciate and after that he consequently um proposes to linda after Lee tried to drown. With his grandmother's ring. I'm not quite sure why he has his grandmother's ring. No. Since his mother, in another scene, goes to look for said ring. And yeah, that wasn't it. explained because... But then again, if he was trying to, going to use the grandmother's ring to propose to Annette... So obviously he would take it with them to West Germany. Well, no, but he wasn't didn't know he was going to West Germany because he was drugged. So he East must have Germany. had it in his pocket. pocket. So maybe he was looking to propose to Annette. Well, he must have been because otherwise there's no explanation as to why he yeah. has it with him in West Germany. No, so um, so we have have that little bit of like, mm, okay, well, I'll suspend disbelief. So he proposes, he says he works as a spy for the West to Linda. Um, to and she believes him. And she believes him. Um, in fact, well, she's, I don't she's, know quite, she, she's quite taken with she's the quite idea. Taken with we did have a moment where where you think, right, okay, she, he's going to let her drown because she has cramp in the lake, but then yes. she's crying out for help and then he, he goes and rescues her. And this is after he's his received his orders to so either turn her or eliminate later. her. Um, so, so in between that time, he proposes and um, then he gets interviewed, then he goes and, finds and, uh, goes and finds Linda again and Linda's in her hotel. The hotel was super, super stylish. It was just like full wood cladding um and it was it, it, yeah it, it just, was nice it was it, very it was it was super retro very, very mid-century modern i remember when we've, we have stayed in hotels very similar to that yes we have in germany because they say the classic it always lasts <laughs> it may look a bit dated but it's super comfy yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was very, very nice cocooned. very nice hotel um, so linda's getting a bit stressed because martin says oh, they found a bug in your desk and then he says that he's been interviewed um, by sort of the, the sort of the authorities, and that she's going to be interviewed. And he explains that he said that you've he, he said that she's gone back to her ex, and then it becomes apparent. Well, after she runs off, and then he catches up with her in the forest that her ex is her boss, yes, who's also got who's married and has child, yes. So that was a bit of a faux pas. Oopsie. On Martin's part, along with um, revealing that he knows that she has debts. Yes. Well, and so how do you know that? Well, you told me. Well, and I think I think she can get away with 
telling him, sort of forget she told him about the cats when he gave her the cat's sort of present. Um, and then, um, then sort of uh, twigs that, oh, right, okay, something's not right here. And she's getting quite emotional in the forest after sort of he's tackled her and sort of then announced this. And then she suddenly twigs, you're the spy, you're from the east. You're a dirty communist. Yes, and then she runs she off. She whacks him. She whacks him with a, with a big branch. With a branch. Uh, runs into the it runs into into the lane with the, the Mercedes coming along at high pelt, and she stands in the middle of the road waving her hand. Stop! 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 And the Mercedes speeds up. <laughs> and no, bonk. There goes Linda. Yeah. So obviously Martin is quite distraught, and she goes straight to her and holds her while she dies and then someone who we don't see who's a faceless person yes we don't know who it is who it is she gives him some blankets and a spade and says get rid of the body yes so it's a bit of an emotional scene with martin yes um so and that's quite that's uh, it was quite dramatic it was very dramatic i felt really sorry for linda because linda was quite a really quite a lovely lovely character i know she only had like a three episode art but she yeah. was very compelling. Yes. And, and very human. Yeah, and that was, you know, from a narrative perspective, that her purpose in, in the story is to sort of, if you like, humanise. Yeah. Or give, you know, the, uh, indicate the reality of, of, of what Martin's got himself into. into. Um, because although people have been killed, particularly mainly Maur- Maurice Stamm, the, the, the real... Yeah, uh, Maurice. He's been. He's he was dispatched early right, on. The delightful, but, delicious Nina. But this is really the first time that a character that we have grown to care about, yeah, because has she's been dispatched in a, quite a brutal. She's very fashion. human, very very human, and I think I think that's what makes it so interesting. That's why it, it, this whole series te- sort of shows the humanity in all the characters which i think is just brilliant there's so much going on and you've got all this human aspect now going on human aspects <laughs> we have lots of backstories with the uh, general the general's father uh, the general's family so it's his wife's birthday he's forgotten about it his rather sort of stern secretary throw nets <laughs> <laughs> points out it's your wife's birthday so why don't you tell me earlier than this it's just <laughs> it's your, it's your wife care. it's your wife <laughs> so so uh, we we cut so he's upset that he's forgotten his wife's birthday but then again i think he's diverted with some hookers in last week's episode yes yes <laughs> so so anyway so we could be cut to the 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 edel household and and renata Renata, oh, I love Renata. Renata's Swilling the, back the the the, 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 the Riesling, 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 <laughs> Riesling. <laughs> Renata, Renata, that's the general's um, general wife. It's his sister-in-law, uh, who was who got who who, who witnessed Martin trying to make a phone call to the east. And then got drugs, and then everyone just thinks she's a lush and have to, to scrape her off the floor. Yes. In one of her. Yeah. She, she is she is convinced that there's something dodgy about no one about Martin, but she, no one believes her. She's too busy downing because <laughs> down, downing yeah. booze. So she has a reputation as being a bit of a drunkard, and um, 
and she didn't help herself by by sort of go bring bring in a whole kind of fantasy thing about him being in a room and and taking her clothes off which he may well have done because he put her to bed but she'll she'll mention it all with a a bit of a sexual fantasy and all that so she completely destroyed her credibility as a yeah as, as, a, as witness. a witness so but she's great and oh she has she has a, she, she, she's, she keeps trying to maintain that she's seen something to the uh to, to her sister the general's wife who's obviously it's her birthday her husband's forgotten her birthday and she's busy making a cake which looks quite delicious actually she was doing something with meringue or something i don't know what exactly what but it looked quite delicious she was icing it yeah, well, I don't. She wasn't actually icing a cake. She was just putting the meringue on the top of a cake, a cake base, sort of base. You know what you put a plinth thing. So I don't know if she was making the meringue to put in the oven, so to heat the meringue up to make it stiff. Um, but anyway, I don't know. But so, so join us next week for our, <laughs> for the culinary our cookery, corner. Cookery corner. <laughs> it is German, sehr good. <laughs> uh, but German ca- cafe and kuchen. Oh, when we lived over there, that was that, that was brilliant. So sort of go up for coffee and cake, and then it goes on to booze afterwards. Marvelous. But the coffee and cake, cake sort of ritual is just delicious. It is a it is a, a lovely ritual, and we we maintained it for a while. Yeah. Back in the UK, but until our waistline could no, no longer yeah. cope with that, and, and then we then we switched over to alcohol instead. <laughs> Function alcoholics, it's marvelous. So Renata is still harping on about this East thing, but she's looking really quite vampy and very Joan Collinsy. She's trying to get her sister to drink a, a glass of wine, but her sister just puts it down. So they have a little bit of a, a sort of a. A tussle of words, yes. and then she sort of downs a bottle, uh, downs a glass, and takes the bottle yes. and so goes to the sixth in the yeah. living room. So this is after Yvonne has returned home. Now, what we've not mentioned is that um, when Martin and Linda are walking through walking the station, through the station um, they bump into uh, bump into Yvonne, um, and clearly Linda was a little bit jealous, jealous. because Yvonne sort of gave. Martin quite, quite a big, big hug, hug. Uh, it was because I think Yvonne's got a little bit of the hots for yes, Martin because Martin so. was quite sensitive when they last encountered to take her home because yeah. she's still back in the commune so she's, she's wearing less orange now um, but you could tell there's a little bit of a frisson of like ooh, ooh la la sort of thing between the two um, but Linda's slightly a more mature where Yvonne is more is is young Yvonne is younger than Linda yes uh Yvonne is quite sort of doe-eyed sort of thing sort of like what I think what Linda would probably have been sort of eight to ten years prior um but maybe not that long because I think Martin how old's Martin Martin's about 25 do you think Linda's probably around about 30-ish um yeah probably maybe not maybe not maybe not 30-ish but or late 20s late 20s perhaps where Yvonne is sort of early 20s yeah so she's she's just graduated so she is martin's somewhere in the middle yes um but so there is a i mean there's definitely a frisson between the two uh and yvonne does actually mention this when she goes home with a a bouquet of flowers for her mother's birthday so just after uh renata and um the general's wife whose name escapes me have had their little conversation about about Martin, the income to Vaughan and and starts talking about Martin, Martin, which clearly then just adds more fuel to the 
to, to Renata's. To Renata's fire. <laughs> oh, Renata's great. So she she sashays off with her. She's just an amazing frock, and she's got an amazing figure. She she's she's someone who we'd definitely invite around for drinks. Well, we'd, we'd have to stock up. And then she's we'd sit, have to whip around Aldi. And... She sits down in this gorgeous little armchair uh, with gorgeous coffee table. Uh, a raised coffee table with a glass, a bottle of wine and a glass. And on it is this like big ashtray. And it got, that got us talking about the subject of ashtrays. Ashtrays of her childhood. Because your mum was a smoker and then she yeah. had an onyx one. Yeah, well, she, had, she, had a, she had lots of ashtrays, but I do remember this this hefty onyx ashtray plus another uh, another ashtray that, that had a, a device that you push, you put the cigarette ash in and then you push down the top and a, a flap opened and it disappeared yeah, into it. I, I, I remember cause my, my auntie Irene used to have one of those. It used to be on a stalk. Yes. A stalk and used to press the button and it used to, it used to, it used to sort of open up and I was always fascinated. There's always a, this putrid smell of ash that came out of it. Yeah. So I, I was just, I was, I think as a child, it was just like amazed at the mechanism. But that, that, that was the subject of my auntie Irene. My auntie Irene was a um, spinster. I'm saying that in inverted commas. She lived with my great grandmother and then my great grandmother passed away. But auntie Irene always had her friends, mm-hmm. Sissy and Irene. Mm. So, and um, Sissy and Irene, she, uh, well, auntie Irene met at work. And when great grandma died, um, they all moved in together. And they had a two bedroom house with a spare bedroom. Well, I know. Very, yeah. <laughs> it was just like. But you're, they, you're spilling the family tea, George. <laughs> <laughs> but there were all. I so say Auntie Sissy was lovely. I mean, Auntie Sissy was was the. I say it was it was quite weird. Auntie Sissy was was older than Auntie Irene, and Rini was younger than auntie irene so it was like sort of quite sort of there were quite generations but they were always absolutely lovely and i remember auntie sissy always did sort of fabulous things with cakes with um oh gosh what's the uh, marzipan oh Oh. i was always fascinated with marzipan i remember fascinated with marzipan because it came in a used to buy marzipan in a block Yes, I used to roll it out, and I was just yeah. absolutely. It was. I was just really fascinated because I remember. So, I, I, so we used to go and visit. You know, we used to go and visit. We used to all sit on this big couch. Uh, it's like four of you on the couch, and then there was sort of a couple of other armchairs and another couch. And everyone used to sit around making polite conversations about relatives that nobody else really cared about or bothered about. Um, and obviously, as a young child, Auntie Sissy sort of said. Well, come on, Jonathan, we'll go make a cake. We'll go and finish off the cake. And then I always remember, sort of, we used to go back there and she'd make, whatever she'd made cake-wise, um, I'd go back. I mean, she, would, she did the angel, was it angel cake? Yeah, angel cake. You know where you've got, like, the pink and yellow bits? Um, uh, Battenberg. Battenberg. Oh, I say Battenberg. Um, and that's got marzipan-ish yeah. around it. Yeah. And I was always fascinated because she had all these sponges and she was cutting them and then making these, the, the, uh, these Battenberg cake. And I was just... Uh, it was just all the colours, and I was just fascinated when you, she opened up what looked like a, a butter, a butter packet, you know, with mm-hmm. all the, the the wrapper, and then suddenly it was just like this orange or tan colour thing, and it just tasted delicious. I remember she used to cut off a little bit, and I used to nibble at it, and it was like, oh, yummy, 
Yeah. So hmm. amazing what a family member is. So tune in, tune in so, next week for <laughs> family, family, family memories. Family memories. But I would say it's the, those ashtrays. And also, there seemed to be a theme of ashtrays going through this episode because they had this orange one at the family and then they had another one at the army base, which was a green one. So fascinating. <laughs> I'm not sure, what, <laughs> not sure quite what to make, to, to make, to make of that. <laughs> Uh, maybe we're just meant to think that people smoked a lot in the 1980s. Yeah. Which they did. Which they did. So and so that was really, it, it really sort of harked back lots of memories for me. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So we obviously we have all the drama with regards to Linda, Linda Linda's passing, which is very sad. Um, and then we've got Yvonne, who is, you could tell she's quite smitten with Martin, but... Obviously, he's an older chap, and naturally, he's got a boy, a, a girlfriend. Um, so she's sort of okay, fair enough. It's, it's not to be. So she was, she's not like devastated. No, she, she she doesn't strike me as being much of a stalker. No, she's not. She's not. But but then that takes us on to the brother. The brother who's who's, mm. who's suddenly sort of hair is suddenly gone from gone from very side gone party. from military to. To, to side to, pass to floppy, to, to floppy, but in a weird way because it's just like an oversized fringe which is sort of comes straight across. It's, it reminds me a bit like a he's like a thin version of David Meller. <laughs> oh. You know the old politician. I know, I know who you're talking about. Remember so back? I think it was in the nineties when he was yeah. he was caught having a mistress or something, and it had that typical on a sort of this outside with the family saying I've done something very wrong and we've got my wife and the kids yes. and then it's got David Mellor with this over, overhanging fringe it was parodied really well in the Little Britain thing yeah. <laughs> well, well to, to be honest that was David Mellor plus a whole plethora of other politicians that were that were, that were parodied with that standing with that out, yeah. standing outside the house reading a prepared statement surrounded by very angry looking family <laughs> So it, it did remind me a little bit like a young David Meller. So he is sort of getting very involved. With He's this. getting very involved in this anti-war movement that is being orchestrated by Tobias Tischbier, Who's lovely. who, as we as we know, is uh, an East German operative as well as being a, a university professor and the owner of quite a rather oh nice my house. god I, I i i would go for, for we're for, having house envy over i over, was getting so house envy. say sorry his house over is the tischbier schloss it, yeah oh schloss is a castle dear listeners i only say that through, through through wild studies of german and actually asking Rob, what a schloss was. What, what a, what's a schloss? <laughs> it's a castle. I thought it was a dance. Or a big, well, that's, that's a slosh. So, uh, so, so the dear, uh, the, the dear Tobias has got this absolutely stunning house, and it's exquisitely furnished. Uh, mid-century modern mid-century, again. Mid-century modern, but it's also got some nice, like period antiques in it as mm. well, which is quite delicious. And so he's sort of, sort of, uh, and it, on this episode, it's shown that he is. A raging homosexual. Well, I think we'd, we'd already we'd, we'd had there's, we'd, been, there's, been, there's hints, been hints, but, there's been but hints it's, it's established. Uh, friend so, of Dorothy Stance. Yeah. So, so there's a meeting, and um, again, uh, Alex gets very heated. passionate and, and heated, but is deflated by by the, the the other attendees at the meeting, and then to console him afterwards, Tobias invites him to the. The cinema with him to watch mm. um, 
Well, it's to watch an anti-war thing, which film. hasn't been released yet, but he's got press screens. He's got the press press tickets for um, it. And so we, then we have we sort of cut to him sitting in the cinema watching us with nuclear bombs going yeah. off and things. Yes. And, and, and for some reason, uh, Tobias chooses the moment of a, a vast nuclear detonation to, to start, to start um, holding his hand to try at least to try and, and hold his hand and and whether it's a whether it was the nuclear bomb or whether it was the hand holding or a combination of both poor alex becomes totally overwhelmed by and the runs. situation at a panic attack and runs out of the the cinema yes and then it was the next scene we see with the delightful alex is with him uh, sort of appearing eating cake at his parents house and having a conversation with his father that gets very heated about the war effort and it gets escalated by Alex sort of doing that sort of whole Kevin the teenager routine. Yes, he gets very, very angry, very passionate, starts shouting and then, then shouting then, and shouting then, about about how his father is going to bring about the destruction of the the, the world and so on and so forth with his then, military activities. And then compares him to Hitler. Well, he he doesn't compare him to Hitler. He compares him to his own father, who turns out to have been a Nazi. Right. So, it, and yeah. that was very much the final. And the father straw. goes to smack him and ends up. Well, it, the, Alex moves out the way, and the wife gets in the way and yeah. gets the brunt of the hit. So, so his wife tries to get in between them and ends up being hit, hit by quite heavily, quite quite a severe. So that was uh, that. That was. And the, then Alex is ordered out the house and never, never darken my doors ever again yes so it's yes so it's all a bit mm. however then however he, he turns up at tobias's house with a duffel bag yes and they have an embrace well they have more than an embrace they, have a, they have a full-on snog i know it's just like oh because I mean, fair, fair is, I mean, out of anyone, I think Alex is the one that could be quite easily swayed to become an mm. operative, mm. if if the need adjusts. And obviously, Tobias, uh, Tobias is quite. Uh, he knows that he's part of the job, but you get the feeling that there's a little bit of a, hmm, a frist on there. Yes, and well, meanwhile, we've already seen uh, Tobias in bed with the with, other, with, with one of the other members of his. Of his band of of anti-war protesters, so there's an established relationship going on going on there. Yeah, but it's, yeah, so there's there, there is a little bit of that, which is quite quite intriguing, which is quite mm, this is quite nice. So we're halfway through the series. We also we have a little bit of Lenora. Lenora arrives yes. and has a uh, so a, Lenora tries to to recruit um, Meyer, who is the, the NATO, NATO chap. NATO chap, who um, Martin has already tried to implicate him in, in being the the spy and the planter of the of the listening device, um, and Len- Lenora arranges this this meeting with him, and she she tries to recruit him to the East German security services. He refuses, and then she shows him um, pictures. F- pictures incriminating pictures of him and Linda because what we learn in this episode is that that he was Linda's ex, ex. but refused to leave his wife and child so um so and Linda's always held a torch for him but the thing is he's he has 
sort of values and he will not sell out he, he say if the photos get released he will get um it will get a divorce if his if say if he goes to the other side he couldn't live with himself mm. um, and then eventually he chooses not to live with himself, himself and kills himself with a gun mm. in his office yes after putting his his affairs in order and straightening up his his, his, his cigarette lighter, cigarette lighter. Cigarette case. he whips out a gun and shoots himself in the in yeah. the head so uh, that's rather sad well yeah he was put down put put there was no choice really he'd lose everything in either any any which way he'd be implicated he would lost his job or wouldn't be trusted because there was an, an, an inclination of that the photos if the photos got released there would be an inclination if linda's done a bunk which obviously they're not going to find linda anywhere because she's buried in a forest somewhere mm -hmm. in in, uh, in berlin in sort of germany so it's a uh, it's it's like a catch twenty two situation, yeah. which is all yeah. very very. Sad. So we have two tragic deaths. Yeah, we have a little bit of sort of uh, the from the east side with regards to Annette trying to put a foot down with Martin's mother, and warning off Thomas with regards to the books and things like that because she doesn't but she thinks that Thomas has roped in Martin's mum. Into some illegal, illegal, forbidden banned book, books. book smuggling operation, um, and but actually, it's the other way around. It's this, yeah. is, this is Ingrid's Ingrid's um, little project, little, yeah, a, 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 a little project, which is is quite interesting. I, Annette really gets my nerves. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> say, I, I can't say Annette is is in any way, shape, or form my favourite character, and she is rather annoying and proceeds to get even more annoying as the yeah. as the story progresses yeah so i yeah, i think yeah she, she's she, she she's she comes across very innocent and everything but i mean she, she's one of these ones that has been indoctrinated by the whole east ethos and she lives lives by that code and she, she she's she, a communist yes but i mean she's just she's part of this the situation she's she's drank the kool-aid she's been brought up around it she doesn't know any different oh. so and anything yeah. that's which goes away from what is not good in her books so yeah. that was very insightful yeah you know. so but so so, so the, the the one key story was linda's demise which was very sad um but you had lots of little dramas that were happening there we didn't get much on the way of soundtracks in this no episode. there wasn't there wasn't a lot of of, uh, of music really we so had a bit of spruce springsteen hungry heart mm -hmm. and then we had cruise missiles performed by fisher zed and there was another one as well but we didn't really get any soundtrack we got the video for yeah there's a little bit of mari wilson just what i always wanted that linda was was watching on the television in her hotel room so i said there wasn't they didn't spend an absolute fortune because they're, they're really I think they lost the budget on the first three episodes. Well, it's a bit, a bit of a mid-season lull. There's always a mid-season lull of some kind, and this was a musical lull, I think. Yeah, because I don't think you needed it, because most of it was happened in the forest. Yes, there was too much drama to be to drama, be drama. worrying too much about about music. So, I, so, dear listeners, if you wish to find us on Spotify, go on Spotify, Antique Dust, and we've created a Deutschland 83 um soundscape a so, playlist a playlist so if you wish to go in there all the songs that are appearing in that playlist are how uh, are in the order 
that they actually appeared in the TV series. More or less. More or less. More or less. Well, they are. We are the yeah. Bible that is for Deutschland 83. We, we should be doing a PhD thesis on it, I think. Yes, we should. And obviously, you can go on our website at antiquedust.co.uk. And all our social media feeds, yep. which is at antiquedust. And you'll find all the necessary links, etc., etc. Please like, subscribe, and give us five-star ratings if you're living on the Apple Podcast. That would be deeply appreciated. But um, we love Deutschland. Deutschland 83 is amazing. I hope you enjoyed this show. Um, if you wish to catch up episodes of Deutschland 83, you can find it on all four in the UK um, via the Water Presents section. It's, and uh, in other we, parts of the con- of the world, you can buy the DVD. Can, can buy the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so in the meantime, it is Jonathan saying, "Arvidas." And this is Rob saying tschüss. Tschüss.